Assalamu alaikum guys, welcome back to the Word Fairs. Um, so we took a little break last week, I didn't upload an episode and so obviously I'm back after a week and I'm so so happy to be recording another episode. I feel like I'm finally sitting down in front of the mic, I'm finally sitting in front of you guys um, or rather sitting with you and just getting to talk again. Um, I took a break last week because quite frankly um, I wasn't really like in the correct mental headspace to be um, recording an episode or just talking in general. Um, I was kind of like going through some stuff mentally and I just felt as if um, sitting down and recording and talking about whatever I whatever it is that I chose to talk about it kind of felt a bit fraudulent because um, I know like obviously what I sent to this podcast about what the episodes usually are about even though it is a bit random you know the majority of it is on you know dean and motivation and mental health and just general like issues in the community and kind of raising awareness on all of that type of stuff and to know that I was kind of struggling myself and um, going through things um I didn't really feel like I had any right to really be sitting down and kind of going to town about whatever it is that I was going to talk about for that week um and yeah I am back now alhamdulillah um I can say that I am doing a lot better um and I've got the game back on with the podcast so let's do this um talking of obviously mental health issues and kind of struggling with it um I decided that for today for this week we will talk a bit about mental health um but not necessarily like mental health but rather kind of like defining the difference between like caring for mental health and caring for mental illness okay so um I thought about this quite a bit um because obviously I feel like everyone struggles with this at a certain point in their life um obviously with mental health mental health it's crazy because you know the 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 way we think about our physical health the way we think about um you know oh um I need to go get this treatment done or I need to do some skincare I need to cut my nails I need to have a haircut I need to go get that wax done I'm gonna go to the gym like that's how much we care about our physical health we wake up every day we brush our teeth, we wash our face, we um, brush our hair, uh, we decide what clothes we're going to be wearing today to kind of like fit our body and kind of like, you know, um, flatter our figures and that's just the extent we will go to to care for our physical health, to care about how we physically look but I feel like we don't really care for our mental health in that same way Um, and whilst I feel like we live in a community and a society now where the whole topic surrounding mental health and the whole conversation surrounding them is so propelled um, into mainstream media and you know we're talking about it on a regular basis, we're, we're discussing it, we're having our own conversations about it, our own stories about it. At the same time I don't think we actually take many steps to do it because I, I I know for example myself like this is how I'm talking about it Um, I only start really realizing that I need to take care of it when it declines so you know how like you don't you don't go and have a shower like you know uh, you're not gonna wake up in the morning and have a shower because you you haven't had a shower for the past week like that doesn't make sense you're gonna have a shower because oh new day time for a shower or I'm feeling you know a shower I'm gonna go have a shower whatever it is um but obviously at the same time you're not gonna wash you're not gonna brush your hair in the morning thinking oh yeah it's been a week since I've brushed it it's so tangled I need to sort this out I need to fix up I need to you know figure out what it looks like I need to care for it no you just generally 
brush your hair like it doesn't even it's almost a reflex in the morning you take care of yourself but when it comes to mental health I feel like um we don't really take care of it in that in that same way um so I mean I can speak for myself here um and I don't know if everyone else resonates with this but I do feel like quite a bit of people out there will probably understand what I'm talking about but when it comes to caring for mental health or you know taking that me time or you know taking that time to understand how you're feeling and how you're processing your thoughts and emotions and just doing those things for yourself that are going to you know make you feel better taking that day off and you know just resting in bed um I feel like we only do those things when the time comes for it so we only do it once we've gone through something that was really like mentally horrible or something that's affected you really badly and you're just absolutely like crashing you're crashing so badly and it's literally collateral damage it's affecting everything around you and then you think whoa hang on I need to give myself some time I need to give myself some space and so you start to take those kind of acts and measures and you know you might you know run yourself a nice hot bath you know candles you might you know just kind of like eat all day and tell yourself it's okay I don't need to feel bad for eating all day because I'm not doing well mentally you might journal even more than usual you might just you know spend the whole day watching Netflix um you might even sleep longer but we do those things because we feel like hang on I really need to check in with myself so um I feel like I sat down and I thought like why is that the situation why is that the way it is why do we care for our mental health only when the time comes you know only when we've crashed and we've kind of reached like a really like low point whereas with our physical health it's on a daily basis and I think it comes and stems from a place where when you're younger you're not really I mean I know especially I was I was I'm I am sorry I am a millennial and um I feel like when I look back to primary school secondary school sixth form especially sixth form oh my god um we weren't really taught that we weren't really taught um you know that if you're feeling this, if you're processing these thoughts, take a break. Because there wasn't much time to take a break. And I'm talking about that from the perspective of an academic student, you know, someone who has literally been studying since being, you know, from such a young age. And I know, you know, obviously looking at the kind of demographics of the people that listen to this podcast, there's so many of you, more than I could even count. And um, there are so many of you who um, also study, who are also academic, you know, from the people who write to me, from the people who email me. Uh, sorry, when I meant write, I meant like message, not write letters. I, I'd love that if someone sent me a letter, but um, that'd also be like, where did you get my address from? <laughs> but no, at the same time, uh, what I meant was the people who message me, the people who write me emails, um, and just generally people who get in touch with me. I, I know the majority of you are students. In fact, I think pretty much all of them who have messaged me were students. And, you know, if you're not, you can still resonate to this to a certain effect um but one thing I've noticed is we're all suffering with something or you know people I've known as well at some point of their lives they were suffering with something that was really horrible and uh conversations like this it's so difficult to have um because you weren't really raised or you weren't really um brought up in an area or in in an era essentially where mental health discussions were so big and so prevalent nowadays it just takes you a second to open up social media and um you know tiktok instagram snapchat even on the story thingamajiggy um twitter and you see all of these conversations happening everywhere all of these videos all of these reels all of these like tiktoks and vlogs about mental health um you see celebrities talking about it and opening up about it um but it's one of those where quite frankly as well for myself where i'll listen to it or i'll read it 
and then I'll go off and I'll go do something else and it's not as important if that makes sense it's like almost as if it's been so pushed into our faces it's been so like propelled into obviously mainstream media like I said before that we kind of become like blind to it it's like you kind of become almost as if you see it there but it's not really making a difference to you because it doesn't really apply to you and there are people who are going through you know depression there are people who are feeling low and there are people who are feeling like on the brink of you know devastation and disaster and it sounds awful but you know opening up a story on whatever social media you're on um, and seeing someone talking about it I don't really feel like it helps that much and you know you do your research you do this you do that sometimes just sometimes you feel so low where um, you know caring for your mental health is not making a difference so waking up early doing that journaling stuff and you know lighting the candles and having that lying or whatever it is watching Netflix all day it doesn't actually make a difference and you still feel so low that you're absolutely gutted and you feel like you've got something in your throat that's going to make you choke up any minute now you feel dead you feel um like you can't really um think straight because you feel so numb from the inside and you know you kind of let it happen again and again and I feel like that is when you need to start thinking about asking for help for not necessarily um caring about mental health it's more so about caring for your mental illness or whatever have you so you know people who have felt this for a long period of time probably more than six months you know and they've had several symptoms and it's kind of happening again and again I think that's when you really need to start reaching out and talking to someone else um a professional maybe even and that's something we hold ourselves back from um I mean I'm Pakistani and mental health is not something that's talked about in in um Asian communities and even though I'd like to say that we're getting to a point where it's getting easier because I know for a fact when I was oh god like 17 18 years old it was not something I could ever speak about and now it's one thing that you know you can slowly start to open up about and have conversations especially with your friends which is really good um but at the same time um sometimes you just get to a point where you feel like you're going in circles again and again and again and I feel like that is what's happening in media we kind of push this stuff out there and it's just going in circles again and again and um I noticed it in myself as well um where some people don't want to talk up about it they don't want to open up about it um and they would rather just make up excuses for their behavior or kind of like find something else to blame it on rather than say hey I'm struggling right now I'm gonna need time and um I did this last week because like I said I didn't upload an episode and what I did was obviously on Instagram if you don't follow me on Instagram by the way um it's at the word affairs um on twitter as well and instagram and obviously i regularly upload and you know post about the podcast and just studying in general and um i'm very very active on my stories it kind of gets a bit cringy at sometimes myself um but i didn't really like post much and um when I did about the fact that obviously every Friday i put an update about what the episode is going to be about etc before i upload it um I said something like, um, oh, there won't be an episode for this week because I've been so busy, I've been caught up with so many things to do, da 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 da. And obviously I felt like such a con, like, posting that because that wasn't necessarily true. Um, last week I had a long time off from work, probably the longest I'd had in a long while. Um, and I did nothing. I did absolutely nothing with my time. Because um, like I said, I mentally, I was literally in such a such a horrible place um I was struggling to get out and um 
you know, that time off I, I just used to myself, like I just used for myself really. Um, and yeah, it, it was um, on one hand nice because um, I just, you know, took some time to check in with myself. But at the same time, it was really horrible because, you know, there was a really dark place that I was in. Um, but I, I, I thought to myself this week when I was thinking back to that, I thought to myself, why couldn't I have just written that? Why couldn't I have just, you know, written that? Hey, guys, and there's not going to be an episode for this week because... Um, I'm not doing very well mentally and I just need some space to myself and you know I'll be on it the minute I can and I I, I thought about that I thought well why didn't I and I realized it was because I was too scared to tell people what I was going through I was too rather afraid of what people would think about that or what people would say I can imagine sometimes like people on the other side of the phone where if they open that might roll their eyes or like oh god here she goes again or um oh god like you know same thing whatever we don't really care and obviously it's not it's not my fault if no one cares that's not something that I can hold myself accountable for but at the same time it was that whole thing of like you don't want to share your business with everyone and it reminded me of that thing of everything you see on social media is not always true not everything is true and that is a perfect perfect example of it like I for example myself I only share the things I want to there's so much uh, there are so many things I'm going to be doing in my life that I haven't yet opened up about and I'm not going to you know unless I truly want to and when it comes to social media that's something we get so caught up in um it it also has a really bad effect on our mental health as well um in terms of the people who study and in terms of the people who are at university or sixth form or you know what have you people who are studying there's certain type of people that you're following on socials as well um you know it might be your peers it might be those influencers who are you know I don't know, study grammars, study tubers and the effect that they can have on your, on your performance at school and your performance in, you know, revising and studying at home, it has a big impact. Um, so many times, um, I, I used to follow study tubers and think to myself, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing good. It's kind of like a trajectory where the first time you follow them, you get that dopamine rush and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I want to be just like them. Oh my God, look, she's doing the same technique. He's doing the same thing. Oh yeah. He went from D's to A's and A stars. I can do that too. Um, you know, oh yeah. Like look how aesthetic her page is. It's all this aesthetic that's getting pushed forward. And don't get me wrong. I'm also a perpetrator of that as well. I love the whole concept of studying aesthetically and all that type of stuff on my Instagram I feel like I can slowly see a move from everyday photography to like an aesthetic version and um the thing is at the beginning you get that dopamine rush and then slowly you start to feel like meh and then it goes from meh to like wow how do they do it because I will never be able to and it's at that point you really need to sit down and have a conversation with yourself and tell yourself that what I am doing is enough and it's um, really crazy because I went on BBC radio um, and I was speaking to Bridget Tetter about this and she asked me about study tubers because this is one you know of the conversations I had on my podcast um, a long time ago and she was like oh well you know kind of like what is a study tuber because this is something you've mentioned and I basically explained it to her it was a pretty much a niche of you know YouTube for example you know they focus and they propel content 
in relation to university academics studying revising getting the best grades that aesthetic that productivity and sometimes it can lead to toxic productivity and this is something I will always stand by because um I felt it myself and I've seen a lot of other people feel that as well and um yesterday just yesterday I was actually at my old sixth form and I got invited back by my English teacher um one of the most inspirational men I have ever met in my life um he honestly when I look back to my time at sixth form I didn't have the easiest of times um I always felt like I was a sore thumb I didn't you know really fit in because of my identity as in of a Muslim and Pakistani and hijabi um but on top of that I was just thrown into this whole totally different atmosphere and I just didn't know how to handle it but the one thing that kind of kept me grounded was reading and writing and oh my god writing literally saved me I think to honest with you and I swear to god that was probably the truest thing I've ever said it saved me because you know when everything was else was going on I could just escape and just write and write and for the first time in my whole life um in the, my time at sixth form I had actually finished something I finished a project I had done other mini projects on the side and um he he sat there one time in in English and you know we had this um we had this task for like term time where we were reading the Great Gatsby and we had to produce something creative on it so um he's like it can literally be anything you want guys but it has to be in you know when we finish and when we come back and so a few people did posters and a few people did this and that and I I don't know why but I was like I'm gonna write like a section I'm gonna rewrite it or like add as if you know it was through the eyes of someone else of the book and um so I added that in and you know like I wrote it and um he read it out in front of everyone he only picked a few and he read that out and I was absolutely sitting there burning like my cheeks were so red and I was just like my feet were on fire and my whole body was on fire because I was so embarrassed and then he sat there and he looked at me and he said you know, if you really wanted to, you could probably be such an amazing writer because you've got it in you. You write so well. And for the first time in a long time, I felt like I was appreciated or like seen or whatever. Reminds me of that, that woman from TikTok. I just want to be appreciated. <laughs> but um, to be told that at a point where I literally had no self-esteem left, I'd, I was, I'd lost all confidence. And to, to be told that it was absolutely amazing. But back to the story. Um, so obviously I went yesterday and um, first of all, it was so strange to be back in that environment um, as a totally different person. The person I am today is not the person I was back then. And I, I hopefully accept that and I hopefully admit that. And going back in there and helping and, um, you know, my teacher, him, he introducing me to some students who had wanted to be talking to me, especially one girl, um, absolutely the sweetest girl in in you know the whole school she was such an amazing girl and I'm talking and she's literally soaking up every word I'm saying and I just stood there and thought to myself for a minute but like what if I'm a fraud like what if I'm in I'm an imposter what if like whatever I'm saying is not true whatever like it's just not good enough you know how she basically coming to me for advice because you know I mean I don't know what the heck I'm doing and it's so negative to tell ourselves these type of things um but we had a conversation about studying in general and academics and you know I was telling him about these study teams and stuff like it came up in conversation and he was like yeah like I can see that like that's pretty amazing, you know, that they've kind of built a career for themselves off it. And I said, yeah, it is, but like, it is toxic to a certain extent as well. Um, And so when you're in academia, when you're studying and like you're at university or, you know, you're figuring out what you want to do in terms of studying, 
these people kind of propel this idea of it being so amazing and so fun and you're always 24 7 productive and you've got that motivation but obviously in reality it's a totally different system and we all know that i don't think i need to sit here and say it to you to you guys i don't think i need to sit here and say it to you that oh my god it's so difficult there'll be days where you don't want to do anything and that's totally okay like yeah it's good for us to know that but i don't think we need to be told that because we know we know 120 percent just how crippling it can be you know it's a love-hate relationship studying people like us like we we have absolutely kind of like founded and built this idea of happiness upon academic achievements and success and you know studying is what gives us that motivation and a routine and you know um prepares us etc etc but at the same time like it affects us to such a degree because we're never feeling like we're good enough in the sense of grades um god forbid god forbid if on one assignment or on one exam or on one mock we get like like a d or an e or a c even god forbid if that happens we start to feel so bad about ourselves we start to feel like we're not good enough we start to feel like we're not putting enough enough effort in um like we're not doing as much as we can be doing and it's just a cycle it goes up and down and up and down um but now obviously like take it into a different perspective where you're working and you've got a whole concept of routine and everything and again you feel like what if I'm not doing the best ability of my job um something that I saw on Twitter um which was wow it just literally like subhanallah like it it just opened my eyes up a little bit of how every job carries its own weight of responsibility and a doctor was talking about this and she said no one talks about how when you're a doctor and you go home after your shift you struggle to sleep because you think to yourself did I give that person the right advice did I give that person the right treatment did I carry out the right test what if they die tomorrow and it keeps you up all night and I thought to myself there's always going to be a struggle with whatever you try to do whatever you choose to do there's always going to be a struggle and we sometimes tell ourselves like it's so easy to you know do this and do that if you do this you'll get to that level if you commit to that level you're going to get up higher and finally you're going to be in that place where you want to be but once you get there that comes with its own struggles and responsibilities so you know we study and we study and then once we get that you know job that we've wanted so badly we're back to square one now we've got to kind of like climb up the ladder and now we've got to basically you know work with the struggles that come with that the colleagues that come with that the responsibilities that come with that you know feeling like you're not good enough or getting burnt out because of it and so you have to kind of like build your own support system wherever you go and you have to really sit down and have conversations with yourselves that you know you might realize hang on is this what I truly deserve or is this what I truly need do I does that do I deserve to speak to myself like that like do I deserve to be telling myself things like that and so um it's crazy because like I said like you know whatever you're gonna go through in life you're gonna have struggles and stuff like that but mental health it I saw like a girl who was talking about this and honestly like since I heard that it kind of never really thought about it in the same way but she said something as in the as in the words of like mental health isn't supposed to just be like you know a straight line going up on the graph it's actually meant to be ups and downs ups and downs you know slopes and curves it's meant to be all over the place um and she took a she took a religious perspective on this and she she said that that this life it's not perfect it's not normal 
it's not like um, the goal. It's not the ultimate kind of like dream, this life that we're living in right now. This world that we're living in right now is the dunya and in general, like the world in general, like it's just not the the kind of like ideal place we want to be. We want to get to heaven, you know, for people obviously who believe in heaven, like we want to do that. We want to aim and achieve that. Um, and what if God is giving us these you know feelings or what if god is you know helping us realize that mental health is not supposed to always be perfect because nothing on this earth is perfect there is no such thing as perfection on this earth and so what part of you makes you think that your mental health is always going to be perfect it's not because perfection only lies in what comes after after this life and when you face your god and when you're in heaven and you know you're looking at allah and you're you know realizing you've made it that's only when you're going to know every meaning of perfection and yet here on this earth we're put here for a reason to struggle and to strive and you know for tests and our mental health is also a test and I think that one of those um, one of you know the examples of that is people who use religion to try and cure people of mental health problems or mental illnesses even so um you've got mental health obviously caring for mental health and then you've got caring for mental illness caring for mental health is obviously like doing the everyday things that we try and do go for that walk go for that run wake up early have that beautiful breakfast do some journaling you know light your candles i keep talking about bloody candles because um I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with candles but back to what I was saying caring for mental illness on the other hand is taking your medication speaking to your professional advisors you know like the hospitals your GPs having those conversations going to therapy taking that combination of medicine you know um understanding your intrusive thoughts understanding your negative thoughts understanding what's going on with you those low levels that is the difference in mental illness and mental health. So when you try to talk about that to someone in the community, the first thing they tell you is, have you been praying? When was the last time you prayed? Is your salah on time? Are you praying to God? Are you talking to God? Are you talking to Allah? Like, are you doing all of that? When did you open the Quran last time? Have you read the Quran? Have you been listening to some Quran? And it's like, oh my God, when does it end? Like, when does it end? Because these are very same people, obviously, who will be talking about this, but like, they do not follow Islam 100%. And here's where some people kind of go wrong. They think that, um, and I, I say some people, because I know I used to think this way. I, I still sometimes do, which is sad. But, um, you know, you think to yourself, my mental health is in a bad position. I'm feeling bad and I'm having these negative thoughts and I feel so depressed. I feel so lonely and I feel so emotionally down because God is punishing me. And God is, um, you know, wanting me to come back to him and I have to ask for forgiveness and I have to pray. Um, and that's the only way out of it. And so I used to think this a lot and um it affected me mentally because i thought to myself like no matter what i do i'm never going to be a good muslim no matter what i do i'm never going to be a good person a good woman um and then there were times after i got close to islam where my iman was high and i was still praying and i was still reading quran and i was still doing everything but i was feeling so low and i was so emotionally gone and i felt so numb on the inside and then that's when i sat down and realized hang on like it actually doesn't really have much of a causation. I didn't use the word correlation, more so causation. Like, it's not 
a thing that causes your mental health rather there is a correlation I do believe that you know when you're feeling low when you're feeling depressed and you're feeling like really emotionally down turning to God and turning to Allah is going to help you reading and just having conversations with your Lord and just sitting there and speaking about what you're feeling it helps and it makes you open up and really understand what's happening and you feel like you're going to have help and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he helps everyone who asks him for help and he's the most merciful but at the same time if you realize that hang on I am feeling this and I have been feeling this for way too long for far too long I need to talk to a professional that's another thing and this is something that's true um in the Quran as well you know it says something along the lines of there is no illness that does not have a cure Allah knows and Allah has provided the cures for all illnesses and we are discovering them we are discovering them as as a community as a medical force as the world of science they are discovering these causes they're discovering the you know cures and the diseases and um, we need to trust that we need to trust science because science is so pivotal to understanding islam as well and they go hand in hand in my opinion and so if Allah is providing us with the means of that, with the means of science and helping us unlock new cures and new treatments and new um, you know, preventions, why are we not taking advantage of that? In a similar sense, if people are being trained in helping you know, with mental health, if there are professionals out there, if there are therapists out there, if there are combinations of medicine out there that will help you with your intrusive thoughts, that will help you with your chemical imbalances, with your mental illnesses at the end of the day, why are you not taking advantage of that? You need to speak to people, you need to go and talk to people. But what holds us back is number one, the belief that it's not going to work. Number two, medicine is bad and, you know, um, once I'm on it, I'll never be able to get off it. And number three, um, if I go and talk to someone everyone else is going to look at me like I'm, you know, either seeking attention or I'm um, making things out of nowhere or I'm dramatic or um, I'm mental. And this is something that is propelled into our communities so much. The conversation around antidepressant tablets is so, so scary. It's like, once you're on it, you're on it for life. And um, you're not going to feel anything. You're not going to feel numb. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And while some of that may be true, not all of it is. Because at the end of the day, day medicine is there to help you. But obviously, you've got that concept of if you're going to be on it, you're going to be on it forever. I understand that. I understand when people say that. But please, like, do not berate someone. Please do not, you know, beat them up if they're genuinely wanting to go and seek help for stuff that they are going through. Um, and I feel like we as people, we as, you know, the people of today, the generation of today, we really need to make people understand that. And, you know, really sit down and talk to people and, you know, ask them how long they've been feeling this way, what triggers it. Because sometimes, I feel like sometimes people just need someone to talk to. And, you know, in a world where we're so isolated by our phones and so isolated by social media and, you know, we're in such a fast-paced world, you know, sometimes it's hard to just stop and have a conversation with someone. But you have to realise that by you having that conversation, you may have saved a life. And... I think that if you need to take the time out for your mental health, please go and do it. Like, don't even, don't even think about it. Like, just do it. Take that time off work. Take that time off school. Whatever it is, you will catch up with it. Trust me, you will catch up with it. If you're worried about taking a week off school or taking a week off work is gonna, you know, put you down or put you back. Um, no, it's not going to because it's not the end of the world. Your health becomes, you know, your health comes before everything else what is the point of you studying and feeling like you're crippled whereas you can take a week off 
and then go back to studying feeling refreshed feeling better understanding yourself in a better perspective and having to catch up with that work yes that's true but definitely take that time off I really understand that and I'd say for all the people who are studying out there and for all the people who are going through their courses whether it be at sixth form whether it be at university or even secondary school or postgrad um just take that moment to realize that your grades are not really a reflection of your success as a person your academic achievements are not really a reflection of who you are and that is something that we're all having to unlearn I did have to as well um but I truly, I feel like this year, more than anything, I truly realised that, you know, whether you get a pass or a fail, whether you get the highest result in the class or the lowest, honestly, at the end of the day, you are who you see yourself as. And, um, you know, you're going to you're going to achieve everything you said you you wanted to. All those goals you've written down, you will do. And just look at yourself from now. We're, we're almost three months into the new year now, which is so subhanAllah crazy to say. But, um if you look at the person you are today, you're not the same person you were in January 2021 or December 2020. You're not the same person, especially after having survived a pandemic. So just don't be so hard on yourself. And thank you for listening to this episode this week. I hope that was a bit deep, I feel like, in comparison to other episodes. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you want to talk about anything related to mental health, if you have any discussions and you would just like to talk about it, if you'd like to talk about this episode, if you'd like to discuss how you feel with your studies um, and just mental health and religion in general, do not hesitate to contact me um, on www.thewordaffairs.co.uk. I've got a contact form at the bottom of the website or you can message me on Instagram and Twitter at The Word Affairs. If you're thinking that I want to reach out to her, but, you know, I'm afraid I'm not going to get a response back or I'm too shy or, you know, I'm going to get judged. Not at all, because I wish there was someone to have done that for me a long time ago as well. So please, please, please get in touch. Let me know what you thought of this episode as well. And I will see you next week inshallah take care